When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Right. Hey, y'all. This is a uh, Andrew with uh, Popular Liberty and Jose Gallison. Today, we are here to talk about... Uh, oh, okay. Now we're online. <laughs> now we are here to uh, talk about accelerationism and the LP strategy and basically pick up where we left off last time. And the... Uh, you know, I, I think last time we had kind of gotten to you know, through a lot of what I had to say. And, you know, we decided to leave off a little bit about what we, you know, uh, what we had originally wanted to talk about, which was, uh, you know, the kind of the, the link to accelerationism as, uh, you know, H Jose Gallison has uh, talked about. And the, you know, because in my framework, you know, I usually I see accelerationism as you know, a uh, you know, it's kind of a more of a leftist tactic where you're introducing chaos into a system, and that chaos can take many different kinds of forms in order to break down the current institution so that you can re-extract a new kind of order for it. Because you can't get rid of a uh, a new order, you can't build a new order until you get rid of the old one. And I think uh, you know, Jose has a different kind of accelerationism that he wants to describe for for us and and I think that you know what he's from what I've heard of it you know this might be th this might be a really really good uh tactic to use in the uh in the in the in the fairly near future you probably start doing it right now and uh you know hey Jose why don't you uh why don't you start t telling us telling us about it okay well yeah uh first off so those who know I'm Jose Galison of the No Way Jose YouTube channel uh, usually my uh, video is a little bit better, but we were having an issue, so I wasn't able to get my cam working for some reason. But anyways, yeah, uh, accelerationism, I mean, I, I, I don't like it because accelerationism has this, like, connotations of, like, violence. And uh, I like violence, but not, 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 in, that, not in that sense. Like, uh, I wouldn't want there to be bloodshed, and you know, I don't think it normally pays off. I guess the, it's more like division is what I'm, I'm, I'm pushing for. Because I, I want to see a – I want to start seeing a movement of, like, moving towards areas of freedom and then they, they also kind of push the authoritarians to move towards, like, areas of authoritarianism. Like, and, and, and to some extent, it's not entirely perfectly voluntary like we'd like. But, I mean, you're, we're going to try to be like, hey, fucking, like, come over to our way. But if they don't, fucking fuck off. Go over to your little authoritarian land and we can kind of live on the outside. And I'm kind of just like between shit posting, whether it be, you know, just moving things that way. Like, I just, I just think that that's the way going forward is, is creating a further divide. And whether that be physical movement, whether that be 
ostracization online or shit posting or whatever. I think there's multiple means in order to drive this divide. I just want to create a wedge. Like uh, one one example I typically bring up in when I talk about this is because was one thing that started getting me thinking down this line was um, I don't know if you ever read Against the Grain by James C. Scott. No, I have not. Yeah, but it was a. Uh, I mean, and I want to caveat everything where I'm. I'm. I am no fucking intellectual. I'm just some dude. Um, like I'm fucking college dropout, everything. But I mean, I, this is my shit. I enjoy it. But I'm not. I'm not in no way. College dropout might make you better, actually. Let's <laughs> let's face it. This is that's yeah. a little bit more of a disadvantage these days. Yeah. No. I mean, I'm not gonna. I mean, I learned way more like out of, out of school than I did in, and I was actually a good student. So. uh but anyways, uh, I normally bring that up to kind of illustrate what I'm getting at, um, because uh, James C. Scott, like his, well, he's like an anarchist historian, and in that book, he kind of goes into how the first ones were created, and uh, fucking, um, like how he goes into how, like, the, the the initial states were formed around agriculture, and it was kind of, we talked about this a little bit, like, briefly in our episode, it kind of makes sense, because agriculture kind of centralizes things, you create this monoculture where you're growing, you know, corn or whatever, and it kind of creates a perfect environment for a predator uh, to prey upon, you know, a certain class of people or whatever. And in that situation, I guess, like he said, that in the non-fertile areas around the outskirts is where the barbarians is what we would refer to them in, like, historical terms or, or whatever. There's, there's multiple different terms, but it usually has negative connotations like they're savages or whatever. And you know what? Sometimes they probably were a little bit. But, uh, <laughs> like, but... He, Everything he, back then was barbaric. Exactly. You, 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 you hear the stories of this and it'll make your blood curl that, oh my God, how were these people able to handle civilization? This was a, uh, oh, this was like a hell world. So, yeah. but carry on. So we were at the uh, civil, the, some places were rural, some were uh, urban and they both sucked. Keep yeah, going. And, uh, <laughs> and, but the case that uh, uh, James C. Scott makes in that book is that, the people in the outskirts were actually kind of having a better quality of life. I mean, history doesn't tell their tale. And I think sometimes history rhymes. And, uh, I mean, James Gentleman introduced me to the integral theory. And they kind of looks at time because the, the, uh, the Western conception of time, they usually look at it as like a line. Eastern usually looks at it as like a circle. But, like, uh, the fucking uh, integral theory kind of looks at it as like a helix. So it's kind of a merging of the yeah. two. So, like. I, I kind of like it. It kind of like it looks as, yeah. So spiral helix, whatever. But yeah, fucking like it's kind of almost like a. This is kind of a repeat in a way, and I kind of feel like that's one of the best examples of where I see things going forward. Is where we're going to have on the outskirts. Like that's my ideal. I always like try to say like I would prefer to see something along the lines of like soft nullification or soft secession, where it's never really formalized, but it just kind of yeah. happens, you know, because it's like. I, I think in the future we're going to see kind of like the James C. Scott conception of the initial states where you have these areas that are more authoritarian, more centralized. This is going to be around like, you know, for them it'd be fertile. So it'd be like agriculture. Maybe in today's we could replace that with technology. So you could say like, you know, the, the smart cities of the Agenda 2030 type shit. But uh, fucking, yeah, I mean, I, that's my best way to illustrate kind of what I'm getting at, where I think things are going. And I kind of want to drive things that way. And I actually, I don't think this is a magical anarchist pipe dream really either. I actually don't even think this is technically anarchy. I think even in this case, so the, the, my conception of where I would like things to go is technically we would still be part of a state. It would just be more of this like 
you know, if you're in the areas that are like more on the outskirts, it's more of a soft, squishy kind of concept of a state where it's like they're more focused pushing their power centralized in the other little smart cities. They're not as focused in the outskirts. That, that's kind of where I see. And I think we can kind of almost in a sense create that divide and start causing that going forward. Because, I mean, you know, start migrating those ways. Yeah. Sorry, I've been rambling for a while. So I'll let you go. Yeah, this is something that uh, Matt Erickson and I have talked out uh, talked about a lot. Is that uh, you know we're at a uh, fourth a four turning cycle, and you know we're at the you know which is at the very end of this order, and we're about to break it down and and plan out a new one. And this is you know it's every four you know really every four cycles that everything changes because that's when the, the the generation that really built the system is just dead and gone, and they're not there to defend it anymore. And, and by that point, it's become so, you know, it's been so become so mutated and corrupted away from its original form that, you know, now that you have, you know, people who have risen up to game the system and, it, you know, just screw everybody else. And, you know, there's a class of people down below that the system just is not working for at all. And so they're ready to just burn the system to the ground. And those people today are called the millennials. And, because let's face it, we've been totally fucked by this system. It's like royally as a generation. And the uh, howdy, Buck Johnson. Howdy, Adam Patrick and uh, Rogue Liberty. And uh, just want to say hi to all y'all in the chat. But yeah, th this uh, four turning cycle, usually around four turnings, you see two things. One is major migrations and two is major wars. And I think we kind of just got away. I think, well, actually, I kind of think this is the war now. It's a cold war. And, you know, the migrations we're seeing right now is a whole lot of people just moving out of red states. So this message of it's time to move, it's time to separate, this couldn't come at a better time. And particularly in the context of, you know, red states and blue states and how, we, you know, a lot of uh, libertarians have been saying, hey, we really need a national divorce. You know, this is a this uh, marriage, this is an arranged marriage that really has just turned toxic. You know, absolutely toxic. We're going back and forth, just sniping at each other and, you know they do their th you know they do their yeah you, know, you know own the conservatives and then we do our own the libs and it's just it, this is degenerating into a sniper fight and we just hate it everyone hates it and the uh, own the libs <laughs> <laughs> yeah well owning the libs is a lot more fun <laughs> and now we you have guys like you and me who really enjoy it mm -hmm. and but yeah that like this message that hey we kind of need to separate this couldn't come at a better time because uh, this is what everyone is already in the mood to do where we, you know, and I, the way I see it is the more that, you know, we get into this idea that, Hey, you know, you need to move to secure the benefits of, of Liberty for yourself and your posterity. You know, imagine that, that like that, you know, this is where, I, you know, where I kind of see where some uh, libertarians think that's too much of a burden. It's like, no, I should stay and fight a losing battle. It's like, dude, you're not even fighting. You're tweeting on Twitter. And, uh, you're, you're not going to you. I can't stand that is the most smooth brain. I don't know if probably somebody gets mad at me about it, the most smooth brain mm -hmm. fucking like critique. And I've heard some big dogs make it. Like say with Vin, for example, which we, that's one people always throw like, well, why don't you just go run away to Saipan? It's like, mm -hmm. if I had the means, the fuck I would. Yeah. Well, <laughs> like, I mean, and this kind of goes into the fucking like, you know, wealth and shit. And like, mm -hmm. and, and you know what? Some people did better and are able to take care of themselves better than others. Like, mm -hmm. so, and, and, and you know what? Say with Vin, for example, like him being fucking, him being like off, like in wherever does not in any way affect, you know, whether he can engage in this fight at all. You know what I mean? Like, it's not mm -hmm. like he's out there, you know, strapped, you know, fucking, you know, 
gunning down feds. Like, what yeah. do you expect him if he's stateside? He's going to magically fucking do. And even if that was the case, like, you're first. I mean, I'm. I feel like I'm an individual first and a fucking libertarian second, or or whatever. That's the right way, by me. the way. So, like, I, I mean, and I'm, I'm actually not against collectivism in a sense. I don't prefer to live that way. I don't think it's ne- depending on your definition of collectivism. As long as things stay voluntary, I don't give a shit. If you want to call it collectivism, whatever. But my point I'm getting at is like, I I think that's the proper way to set things up. So the first thing that comes before anything is your family. So like, no shit. Like, um. <laughs> what else would you be fighting for? You yeah, know yourself. That's not a life worth, you know, worth living. There's, there's no meaning in just you know fighting for yourself. You know that you know there's so much more meaning and and virtue in fighting for your family. Well, you I know, see my those family as an extension of myself. That's kind of how I see it. So mm-hmm. it's selfish as fuck, and I don't give a shit. I, I make no apologies for it. I very much am very friendly to the egoist perspective. And yeah, so I, I, I don't know. And I don't see that. Is there anything wrong with that? You know, if we all, if everyone lives along that way, takes care of the, what is within their immediate sphere first and then goes outward from there, we'd have a much better world. So I don't get where people get all fucking lame about this concept of, but anyway, yeah. I, don't know, I don't know. That, that just really irritates me that, that fucking, that people always bring, oh, won't you just run away. And you, you don't even need to go as far as Saipan. You you know it's like okay, that may be a bit far. That some you know some island in the Pacific Ocean might be a little bit difficult for some people. And uh, how about try Texas? You know, or like you know maybe maybe Florida, maybe North Carolina, New Hampshire. The you know the, you know states that could really use an, an extra few Republicans. They're nice red states that have a lot of liberty. And a bunch of people who are really, really want to fight for it and are terrified to lose it, you know, to a uh, to a blue invasion. And, you know, it's like you don't need to go all the way to Saipan. You know, Texas is, you know, pretty easy. You know, te- you know Florida is pre- you know, pretty easy. And, you know, they have decent, nice weather, you know, even, most of the year. You can't. There, you, I, it's, it's like this kind of whole thing. of It's, it's like a spectrum kind of deal. And not to sound like a, a, a faggy lefty, but it's like. I do think, like, even if you say you're not able to uproot your life and move to Florida or Texas or whatever, there are still steps you can make that move it that way, whether it be online, whether you start setting yourself apart. I, I really, while it's still fresh in my head, I want to bring up something. I was listening to James Gentleman today on his show, and um, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with him or not. but uh, uh, Only by name. I, I, I yeah. know he's in the inner circle, so it's like I, I automatically assume, okay, he's in the inner circle. He must be based. Wait, not so. James Gentleman. My bad. Um, L.B. Muniz. Sorry. The, he is too. Both. Okay, L.B. Muniz. That, that's who I meant to say. He, he said in the episode I listened to today, I think it was actually with Adam Patrick, who's in, the, uh, in there right now. He was talking about, and it just kind of, I don't know, it made, made the wheels turn in my head. He, he was talking about how, like, uh, I forget if it was niche or some concept with, like, the rule and the exception and how the exception can't be the rule. And, like, it kind of made me think that, like, I feel like if we behave as the exception, you kind of, in a sense, create that. So then where we're at right now as libertarians, we, we behave as if we're the exception. I feel like we need to start behaving as if we're the rule and just acting like whatever. Like, here I am. This is what I am. And set ourselves apart and create that divide, you know? So, well, not just that. It's like, you know, it's also good messaging or good. Uh, well, what was it? Uh, uh, it's good communication skills that you project confidence because when you pre- uh, you know, act like, hey, I'm the, no-, you know, this is something uh, actually uh, in his uh, 
book. Uh, oh, I'm blanking on the on the name. The the the, the one leftist guy who wrote the strategy. Um, oh God, he was like a te- like a uh, Saul Alinsky. His rules for radicals. He uh, wrote like, no, you know, you, what you do is, you know, if you're a radical, you pretend like you're the moderate and you're the normal one. You're and you then you turn around and say your opponents are the radicals. And by the way, that's a really good tra- tactic because and it projects confidence and. People like confidence. They don't like someone who's like, oh, I'm a victim. I'm the persecuted. Nobody likes that guy. And, you know, the left does that and everybody hates them. Yeah. yeah and they're still in charge, but everybody hates them. And I mean, it's not, for, that's, for, that's not yeah. sustainable. For a and with, example, like on my day to day basis, like I don't make a thing of it, but if the, the occasionally when I have to be in conversations, people ask me what I am, what my beliefs, I don't ever shy away from being an anarchist. I mean, depending on who I'm talking to. But for the most part, I was like, yeah, yeah, I, mean, I don't really believe we should have that. I'm, I guess you could call me an anarchist, whatever. But I'll say it so flippantly that it like, and confidently that to them it makes it seem as if there's no issue in the world. You know, like it is what it yeah, is. Yeah, it's like you've thought it through, and you and you can answer these questions that they're going to come up with, and that that reassures them that you're not some sort of dangerous person. You know, as like the uh, you're not going to feel threatened. You know, because again, like with the state, if you make the state feel threatened that's when they're going to get dangerous. If you, and that's just true of human nature in general. If you make a human feel threatened or insecure, that's when they're going to get dangerous. Whereas if you project confidence, you look like you're secure. You are the security. You don't look insecure. You look like you are the thing keeping people safe. And this is, again, and people want to be safe a lot and secure a whole lot more than they want to be free. And if you can project that, so even just that self-image or that, you know, you know, maybe public image as a libertarian, that you are the security, the thing keeping people safe, and that they are safer following you than they are f- safer following the other guys, who, yeah, who again are the, the bunch of degenerate radicals, mm-hmm. <laughs> the, uh, which might actually be true uh, of these uh, radical centrists. But the, uh, you know, it's like, it's like you know, who's going to keep you safer? You know, me, you know, me or those insecure bastards over there? Yeah, what's and, wrong with my mic, everyone in the chat? I, 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 it worked, it seemed fine when I started, but I'm a retard, so I don't know. <laughs> you guys let me know if it's that distracting if not whatever <laughs> i'm not sure you might be coming in through your uh your, your computer audio if there's a computer mic or a laptop mic you might be going in through that uh, let me check real quick showing i'm coming through this yep. no i'm hearing that okay i don't know i'll try to move closer i mean is yeah that, that works guys? all right <laughs> Right, hollow, like my soul. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you could pull it closer to you, but uh, let's do this. Whatever. Sorry, don't, don't throw off the vibe. My bad. Just everyone was complaining about us. So I was like, how, how distracting <laughs> is it? But calling anyways. you a boomer. <laughs> but yeah, the the uh, but yeah, I think that's uh, you know, and go a little deeper into it. So you said it's not just about migration and, and uh, self segregation. It's also about. Uh, you know, doing stuff online and shit posting. Tell me about that. Yeah, I that's. I just feel like shit posting has naturally kind of risen to the top in a certain way for our kind because it, like, in a weird evolutionary type way, it almost is like, you know, rose to the occasion. You know, like it, it's 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 kind of the perfect tool. The more I think about it, like the better I'm. Like this is fucking genius because like. For example, it's like, and people always use the concept of like a dog whistle. It's kind of a dog whistle to our kind in, in, a, in a way. And so it's a perfect tool for fucking, you know, 
I've been saying a lot, galvanizing your allies and identifying your enemies. So, yeah, you know, I've really noticed that about that that it, it causes an immediate self segregation, and, and uh, you know, and you can tell immediately who's your ally, who and who's your uh, who's your enemy, and who just doesn't get it at all, and it's on neither side. They're just the guy in the middle who's going to get shot by both sides, and it's like stay away from that guy. And, and but you can. Sorry. And a lot of people say, though, like, oh, well, there are good libertarians that get offended by this shit. But it's like, I don't know. I think kind of the like and I talked about an Adam Patrick show that I, I think kind of the future that we need going forward requires a certain type of people. And, yeah, you may be sort yeah. of on our side, but like when fucking when it's and, and something close to Kapistan and you've got to actually fucking do some goddamn work. Like, are you really the kind, the person getting upset about shit posting? I don't think is the one who's going to be digging ditches or whatever the fuck. Like, and there's something to like the middle class or people who've had hard lives or blue collar that you can hear the N word and go, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Depending on context. Like, I mean, shit, my best friend's a black dude. And there, I mean, there are certain occasions I could say that and he'd get offended in certain occasions. He'd probably fucking think it was hilarious. So, I mean, obviously there, you know, we all know when it's, it's about knowing when it's a joke, knowing when it's not, you know, there, there's some tact in that regard. So, I mean, there is, it is a little bit of an art and there are people who do it in a dumb way, but you know. Yeah. Well, even then it's, it's like, you want to be perceived publicly as the guys who are having fun. It's like, this is the, the, the real draw of Trump rallies. Everyone there is having fun. People go there just because it's a social event where a lot of fun people are gathering. And it's kind of like, it's like a party. And it's like, no one wants to go hear Hillary Clinton speak because it's not fun. Yeah, no one, and no one wants to go. You know, look at Joe Biden speak because you know, like you have to be separated by six feet, and you have your own little circle, and it's all dweebs and you know dorks and journalists. But I repeat myself, and you know, no, no one wants to go there. No one's having fun, and you know, this is something that's always to your advantage. Is how you are publicly perceived. If you want to be publicly perceived as like the the guys who are having fun. Then and you want to have and you really want to have your enemies perceived as these like you know angry school marms that you know that they just ha have like no sense of enjoyment of life at all and they're just these unhappy people. This is like like the sort of thing that really really helps your public image, especially in contrast because it, it matters. But in democracy, it matters both ways. And the and uh, and using something like shit posting as a tactic, which really just it has exactly the perfect effect on your allies and the enemy where you look good and they look just like school army. They, they just look like they're the, uh, they look like the fakertarian faggots. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. <laughs> they, they look like those guys. Yeah. They look I, like they, yeah, go ahead. Do you want a master class on like kind of what I'm talking about in regards to, you know, the rhetoric, Jeremy Kaufman, he's fucking killing it. And like, he just was on an episode with the fakertarians and he didn't really go hard with them, but there were some good subtle digs, and he handled this shit well. And like, I was very impressed. So that, he is a good example of a, a lot of the rhetoric that I'm getting at. Like, if there is any fucking hope at all for there being an LP to do anything worth a damn, I feel like he's who they need to be fucking, you know, rallying behind. Like, that's the only person I can, like, only way I can see the LP to work. And I talked about this with Aaron on Timeline Earth that like. Because people always go, like, messaging. And it's like, yeah, but the, the incentives are all wrong. Like, yeah, maybe initially, like, as, like, you're doing the takeover, but you're not going to keep this fire. It's going to get toned down. You're not going to be able yeah. to call fucking Lindsey Graham a faggot, and it's going to be okay when you're on the national stage. Like, it's, it's not how this shit works. Like, 
and if, if that were the case, sure, that'd be fucking awesome. I just don't think it's going to work out that way. So, like, it's kind of like you kind of get neither. Like, it's like, we're going to do messaging and maybe get some people voted in, you know, whatever. And it's like, yeah, you just end up with a shitty version of both. So, like, I don't know, you know? Yeah, and the, uh, like, I, yeah, that's something I would kind of worry about if you're a, uh, you know, trying to take over the party. Once you do, if you start moderating, if you start stop doing all the things that, you know, get, that got you where you were, and that is a normal human instinct to, you know, now I'm at the top, now I just need to play defense. It's like, no, that, that's not the way this really works. It's like, you you don't, you, you kind of dance with the one who brought you. And, you know, if, if you know, shit posting and, you know, pr- putting out all of this positive energy, you know, and, yeah, and positive pub- publicity, is what got you to where you are. Don't stop doing that. You don't go on defense because basically what happened to the LP is, you know, they went on defense for 50 years and you know, this is what happens. You know, the defense doesn't win you the war. And yeah, yeah, for sure. Like the the way that it should be going forward, like I said, if they can get to a point where they're calling Lindsey Graham a homo and then they get the, they get the fucking, they get the uh, pushback from the fucking uh, the mainstream media or whatever, and then they just go, "Yup," like that. Mm-hmm. That that's the way forward. You know what I mean? Like, if they're able to do that, but I don't think they're going to. And so I, I that's kind of where I am. Where I think the LP is kind of kind of a fucking waste, to be honest. Yeah, I don't like, think so either. And uh, unless they put my if they put Michael Malice in charge of the Twitter and they manage to actually pay him the money because it, it, he's asking for like fifty grand a month or something like that, or like one Bitcoin a month. I'm like Jesus Louise, that's a lot of money to manage a Twitter. And uh, you know, I mean, I know he'd do an excellent job at that, but the uh, ooh, I don't know if they're going to be able to afford that. And the uh, anyway, but they are going to be. Uh, you know, if their their natural instinct is going to be, hey, we need you to be, you know, aggressive but responsible, and what that really in practice means, just be responsible, and be you know, be risk averse. You can because you can't be re- aggressive and responsible. You know, by nature, you're taking on some risk, and I do feel like that's where they're that's where they're going to go. But you know, I, I'm I hope I'm proven wrong, but at the same time, I just I just don't see it. They let. Yeah. You know, because the, the, a lot of because again, a lot of the because the, the attitude at the top has already kind of been set that we don't really want, we don't really like shit posting. And it's like, Ugh. you know, you, when you've already set that as kind of the precedent, it's kind of hard to walk back from. But I mean, he totally could, and he'd be embraced for you know the, these uh, the LPMC that you know they could they could walk back from that and be totally embraced by it by their base. But the, uh, you know, I get that they want to be taken seriously, which is the problem with the LP is they want to be taken seriously. It's like they they, they have. (laughs) Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Yeah, it's that same mind virus. Uh, We we, we are a serious party and we we, uh, have ballot access in all 50 states and we get votes and we're going to be and we're the fastest growing party. And it's like, come on, man, you just like you guys are losers. And, you know, just uh, own that, be honest about it and then have fun. Yeah. And, you know, that because this, you know, what you're doing, you have no chance of winning. You shouldn't pretend to be a serious party. And you, you should be the, the, the party that is here to mock the system. You were the court jester in the, in the king's court. The king's court in, in Arturian legend what, you know, was always, uh, you know, the jester was there to tell the truth in a funny way. And he was the only one in the court who could do that and not lose his, his head, usually. Yeah. And he, you know, they are the court jester, and they're and, and they're nominating a comedian, which works. Yes. 
You know, well, how about it that? Be, it'd be fine if, like, you know, with this conception that I'm talking about, like, if we go the, if they go the shit posting route, they can make the state the joke, and it, or they can do like because I think their fear that I feel like the fear is that they're not going to be serious, so that we're going to be a, a vermin supreme, and it's like you know, the, the thing of vermin supreme is it makes us the joke, like whereas fucking like if say we had every fucking LP account fucking um you know doing shit like lpky or whatever or even Mm -hmm. like harder preferably like they would fucking like it would make the state the joke because it's like you're the joke where it's not just ha 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 buy everyone a pony like fucking vermin supreme or whatever like that's that's how i see things or if that was to have any use whatsoever and it's kind of i always usually bring up hoppa where he brought up how like to make the state a joke i can't exactly worded it but that would be kind of exactly it like if we had that if that was the energy like that'd be fucking phenomenal so but. yeah they the uh and the, the energy is you know you're putting out is you know the most important for a third party because you really you don't have anything to lose so you don't need to, to be risk averse because you don't have anything to lose and you know you've all uh, uh, you know you know if and basically you'll know you were really successful because they come after you you know, so it's like if you know if you're trying to make it so they don't come after you and you can be respectable, it's like, well, this was CLP's problem, and it, you know, you're you're not doing a good job if they're not coming after you. So, and I think Dave understands that, so which is why I'm like, well, why don't you like ship posting then? I, I mean, it's like because okay, this is inconsistent. This is logically inconsistent with your strategy because if your strategy is to make as much noise and get attention and drive the news cycle the way Trump did, you know, Trump didn't do, you know drive the news cycle by you know being nice to people. He did it by being like the biggest hassle and troll on Twitter possible, and he was really really good at that. That was his whole strategy, and it worked and it worked great. And it's like I mean, if you're trying to you know, do something like, you know, like that, where you, again, all you're trying to do is just help drive the news cycle a little bit. And which, you know, by the way, I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think that's going to work. They don't have the, the uh, ability to do that. And the uh, mainstream media has marching orders to just nothing. They don't exist. You know, if they're being effective, they don't exist. And you know, if they're being really effective, then they're terrorists or something like that. So... Yeah, at best he might be able to get on Rogan a couple times. So, like, I mean, yeah. it, once he becomes anything whatsoever that the fucking establishment doesn't like, they'll fucking they'll take him off any like any shit. So, I, I don't yeah. know. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. I, I mean, he, he does go on about how he knows this shit better than us, and he does. Mm-hmm. I'll give him that. He knows the media better than we do. But which makes me kind of like, what? Like, you really don't think they'll just cut you off like real quick? Like, yeah, you can get a podcast, but I mean, don't get me wrong. And yeah, it's a big deal. Like, Rogan's huge. So, like, but I mean, yeah. I, I don't know. Like. I mean, this is what I've, I've, I've taken to calling the LP strategy is, is instead of calling it the LP strategy, I'm calling it the Dave Smith plus mass media strategy, because that's what this is. You know, the, it's not really the LP that's doing the job. It's basically Dave Smith. It's all Dave Smith. And the difference between what he's doing now, what he's been doing, did last year and what he's going to be doing in 2024 as the nominee is that he's going to have an L next to his name. Uh, he'll be doing the same mass media shows that he's been doing and it'll have the same effect because every time he goes on, he does great and he wakes people up, you know, by the hundreds, thousands and tens of thousands, depending on the platform. But it's never multi-millions. It's never, a, you know, a multi, a, a big Ron Paul movement. And because, you know, again, the and the, it's not going to change because, you know, the only difference is he's going to have an L next to his name because let's face it, he already does have, you know, a bunch of Twitter accounts 
not not LP uh, verified checkmark accounts, but you know a bunch you know a bunch of uh, you know like hundreds of thousands of followers that you know really will follow him if he wants to make a stink about something and really wants to you know make an issue an issue. Like there's hundreds of that. You know he's got you know like a small army of tweeters at his uh you know at his fingertips that will absolutely start talking about it and you know try to make it tre it trending and. Mm -hmm. You know, so so it's like he already has all of that. I, I I don't know what you need the LP for. You know, I mean they've got they have no you know basically no money. No, uh, you know they they have like what fifty Twitter accounts plus a national one, and you know the LP Texas one really is cringy and sucks. <laughs> I I just I, I don't know. Like if I think about it long term, I don't really see where this goes because I just see inevitably like if he say he does run for president and years from now by then the, the inevitably the message is going to be watered down like like i, I just mm -hmm. I, I don't know i just don't see it like when well, no one out. can communicate with him there's there is no lp strategy without dave smith and mm -hmm. even when he's talking about the lp strategy he like he kind of gives it away because he i you was know, like oh i don't know if i'm running or not but the, but then like a little bit later he'll be he'll be like well i can get onto these big platforms and i can you know spread the message and i'm like i'm like okay so yeah you, you are running and you've kind of already made that decision. Just haven't like publicly said it. I don't know why, even though you've basically said you basically did just say it right there. And the, fair, uh, an out. like, I would probably do the same thing where it's like, cause I mean, he's years out. So it's like, it'd be yeah. weird to like, be like, I am for sure. So it gives you that out. Cause I mean, who knows? He may have changed a heart. You may realize like, you know, th what the fuck? Yeah. Like, this isn't going to do anything that I think it's going to. And, and, you know, be like, no, like, yeah, no. I think he's committed at this, at this point, he's going to do it and he'll do a good job, you know, like he'll be better than average and he'll wake tens of thousands of people up, but it's not going to be, it's going to be tens of thousands, not multi-millions. And, you know, Ron Paul was multi-millions because like the real uh, appeal right there was it's a Republican saying this thing. And that's the, uh, that was what that was like the real you know shocker of ron paul was that you know he was being so incredibly based about everything and as a rep as like a george w bush republican party and which, so i, I mean uh, yes yeah, this is you know why i i took into uh like the mises gop is uh, you know i'm kind of anticipating that okay that you know this is not an lp strategy this is a dave smith strategy and you know eventually you know, his nomination is going to be over. We're going to get to 2025 and, you know, kind of be in the same position. And they're like, all right, you guys are ready to actually have a conversation about real strategy now. And, you know, and, uh, you know, I don't know, maybe at that point they'll come back over and they can hopefully, I don't know, put, you know, endorse pedophilia in the LP constitution and, you know, write the N word all over it. And suddenly they just like salt the earth behind it, that this thing's never coming back. And uh, like I, I would love to see that, but I don't think it's going to happen. I think these are hardcore LP types of libertarians that are just, you know, you, you can't reach them. They're, yeah. they're, yeah, they're, they're, they're the GOP and the agorists. That these are two uh, good routes that get it. They they understand the same problem and they adapt to it based on their own personal subjective, uh, the, the, you know, their own their own subjective values and and strengths. And, you know, uh, but they're adapting to the same truth, whereas ELP is just not adapting. They're just denying that this is uh, that, that, that there is a political reality to the yeah, situation. I, yeah. I mean, I've been saying like, mm -hmm. multiple times, I just feel like they don't do either correctly. So it's like because the biggest things they always go like it's kind of like there's two main concepts of politics. It's like there's 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 messaging and then there's power. And it's like 
fucking the LP like does this shit. Like, or right now they're like, well, we're going to do messaging. Like, that's what we're focused on. And it's like, I feel like, you know, Maddie did a good job of explaining. And like, yeah, you can argue or quibble like, well, technically, you know, it's not uh, anti-libertarian to do this or blah, blah, blah. But to some extent, the very least, the fact that we even have this conversation, it muddies the water. It yeah. Kind, it kind of fucking like, it kind of muddies the message. So it's like you are inherently already sort of mud- muddying the libertarian message. So like, okay, you're, you're kind of not really doing a pure message. Like if you really want to like purely do message, it would, would be like agorism. You're living it. Like what pure mm-hmm. message is there? Or but and you're gonna play the power game. Go fucking play the power game. There's no power to be had in the LP. There just isn't. So like it's just kind of you get 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 a little bit. You get neither. Like it's like when you try to do both, you end up getting neither. And like I, I mean yeah. I I don't think we should go the GOP route, but I would much rather. I mean at least in this current place in time, like the way I'm thinking about things. I would much rather people do that. Like, I just feel like that would make more sense if they're going to. Because that's one of the big things people say about, like, agorism is they'll be like, like a lot of the LPQ types will be like, well, there's no reason for us to be at odds. We'll give you fucking political cover while you do your thing. Like, how? You have no political cover to give me. Like, what the fuck mm-hmm. are you talking about? <laughs> at exactly. least the GOP, they do. I don't think they should, but at least that's a legit argument at that point. You have nothing to fucking give me. Like, if I go the agorist route and, and cast off politics... Some fucking irrelevant third party is in no way fucking helping me. Yeah, <laughs> if I, anything, I, they're sullying my name. So, like, yeah, that's exactly what it is. As I, I feel like these guys are you, you're dragging our message and putting it into it like a uh, like an embarrassing situation where it always loses. And this is like the worst at part of the of the LP is that they're they're designed to associate our name with failure, and they're designed to take three to four million libertarian votes out of the system. And like what, you know, what, you know, if you're going, you know, cause let, let's face it, it's, it's about three to 4 million every year and it grows with population and the, uh, you know, it's, it's roughly 1% of the, of the population at all times. And, you know, they show up to vote. And if you, and if you were to uh, you know, make that all in one party or all in another or divide it up, even 50, 50, there's a lot you could do with that. There's, there's a lot of, you know, that. That's a real coalition that pe- that uh, politicians will try to uh, appeal to, as you know. That is because uh, that's millions of votes. It makes a big difference, and the uh, and you know they they are incentivized to do that. But by having no power and trying to set to spread the message, what you're saying is I'm a loser, and here's what I think the you know, the polit- politics uh, should be run like. You know, here's how I, I'm a loser, and here's how I think the political system should be run. It's like this is not a uh, this is not a good look for us at all. And whereas at least if I'm a uh, you know I have the air of legitimacy of republic because I think that's another thing about the LP is like it's a it's a it has this uh, really really false for the people who are in it. Everyone else outside understands that this is not the case, but for the people who are in it, they kind of delude themselves into thinking that they have an air of legitimacy because they have a party na- or they or they have a a letter next to their name and that's just not the case and the reason you get legitimacy is because you have power the legitimacy is a function of power the the, the right to rule is is synonymous with the ability to rule it's like you have you know you deserve the power because you have it and you don't and if you don't uh deserve it you don't have it and the, and the uh like the, the 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 like the legitimacy is intrinsic to having power 
And if you, and like, if you're a Republican, you have some legitimacy with your message. It's like, well, look, I've won power. I have an R next to my name. Somehow I managed to get myself on a, you know, on a a debate stage that has real legitimacy. Like one of these guys is going to win something. And so you don't know which one of us it is, but the fact I even managed to get myself here shows I have some sort of legitimacy and credibility. And that was the end. So when Ron Paul goes on that stage and you know, gives the same message as a much bigger effect because he actually does have some real legitimacy to him, to his, me- to himself and his message by simply being there that, you know, and it's like, you can't just like, ra- whereas like in the libertarian party, you can catch us. Oh, I raised my hand. Oh, am I in the debates now? Yep. Okay. Good boy. Yeah. You know, here's a lollipop, Timmy. Uh, have, you, have you read Sterner and not to throw this off? Have you no. read Sterner? You, I think you should. Cause there was some shit you're saying there. Like, dude, you'd fucking, I mean, it's, it's funny. Cause it's one of those things where like, I feel like you're coming from a completely different path and getting a lot of the same conclusions. And it's like, it w- in some senses, like some of that shit is completely opposite your path. But at the same time, you kind of get the same conclusion because you were kind of going on some of that like might makes right type stuff, which makes sense in, in, a, in a true sense. You know, like, I mean, like people can quibble. Like I always like Sterner's concept of rights is like what you have is what you have. So like if I go and kill my neighbors and take their house and no one does shit about it, you can quibble and say it was illegitimate and you go, oh, it's like, well, I have it. And if someone doesn't do anything about it, if no one does anything about it, then it's mine. So I don't know what to fucking tell you. Yeah. <laughs> this is something I, I like, I, I didn't read too much political theory, but I was able to, to derive what a whole, it turns out a whole lot of old thinkers have always thought mm-hmm. is that, you know, that there is something, you know, rights come from responsibility, not, not, you know, not by, you know, just being born and inhabiting your body. It's like you, you own, you don't, own your body you are responsible for it and if you're irresponsible for it you lose it and by extension of that all of your other property because like let's face it, if you're like some you know debt-ridden drug addict you know with an std in his brain and you know tons of mental illness you are not in a position to you know have a uh you know to, to really have ownership of any property and if you do you won't keep it for long you're going to lose it to the bank when you default on your debt or something like that you know, you're going to lose it in an overdose or you're, or someone's just going to come and fucking take it from you because you can't defend yourself because you're a debt-ridden drug addict with STDs and, you know, mental illness. And you can, you're not in a position to fight back. So it's like, in what sense do you really have a right if you don't have any control? You know, you can't control yourself. How, you, how can you control property? And I, I, I like to use the is ought here. So like, yeah. like fucking natural law or, or whatever is basically ought. Like I would love yep. if everyone lived out of that, but then like Sterner's conception of rights or just like might makes right. That's is. So we can complain yeah. or whatever, but this is what is. And you know, what the ought is, is we're trying to convince people, you know, like this is what it ought to be. And like, we can fucking like, and I can explain to you why, but at the end of the day, if I have this thing and no one does anything about it, it's fucking mine. You can fucking say it's illegitimate, but that doesn't make it any less mine. So I don't know to fucking tell you. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, and the uh, yeah, and if if you uh, it's like and this is something I've noticed where you know I always say libertarians are, they're lower C Christian, lowercase C Christians. You know where you're not capital C where you are pro- Christian proper. You're a lowercase C Christian where you have like basically all the same beliefs and religiosity. But you don't, ha- you know, have like all of the things that really made Christianity work. And you know, one of the and when you're making uh, ought 
are you know argue, arguments you are arguing from a religious standpoint of this is moral and even if you can say well i reasoned my way here the reason is not a uh you know it doesn't make it valid the uh you know what? What you can you know? It's like saying, "Well, I arrived at the at the right destination." Reason is kind of like a vehicle, and it can take you anywhere you want to go. This again, like what we what we spoke about last time, like people have their incentives, and they all and they behave their incentives, and then reason their way backwards. You know, they they use reason as a tool to justify how they got to where they are. And but the, you know, and and the what they uh, you know, kind of like this uh, religion. It's like you know you you, you can you can uh, uh, libertarians they'll, they'll say okay this ought to be the way it should go but you know they they oh, I'm sorry I forgot where I was going with, with this um there yeah uh, oh yeah yeah I was I was going to make a point about how it seems like that this is something I've noticed about between like myself and a whole bunch of atheists and you know like uh, who don't have that natural instinct to make ought arguments. They have that the, more of an instinct to make is arguments because these are more empirical, and you know it's like it, it, they they may not be uh, logically moral or what. Oh yeah, I remember what I was saying. Now it's like you know if if uh, reason is like a vehicle can take you anywhere you want to go. If you can if you justify well I got here by reason and by logic, this is like saying well I arrived in the correct destin you know destination because I followed all of the uh, you know, the, all of the traffic signs and I obeyed the speed limit. And it's like, well, no, no, you, it's like, it, it's like, well, uh, you know, going to uh, the, the grocery store, you know, when you meant to go to, I don't know, the laundromat <laughs> and, you know, then just justifying it. Well, I obeyed all the, all the, all the uh, traffic uh, signs and traffic laws on my way here. And so therefore I, I arrived to the right spot. And then my wife is like, no, why did you not do, why did you not get the, the chores done, Andrew? And the, uh, and, and but that that's the way that that logic actually works. Reason that itself is not just it's not like justifying, and you actually have to ri arrive at, at sound conclusions, which are can be empirically verified. And something like natural rights just is not empirically verifiable. And in fact, we we see exactly the opposite all the time. And this is the this was such you know for me I had cognitive dissonance about this all the time. I I used to until I finally just accepted that okay. You know, incentives are far closer to reality than ideals, and people do. And this is something that really got reinforced for me last year when I did campaigning. You know, I actually did you know door knocking and knocked on over a thousand doors and talked to you know hundreds and hundreds of people, and it really struck me very quickly. People are not ideological, and mm -hmm. and these are like right wingers, left wingers, moderates. There, are, you know, very few people are ideological, and that's why people don't behave their ideals. They behave their incentives because people are not ideological in the first place. And if you're trying to push ideology onto people with like spreading the message, uh, you, you are like barking up the wrong tree here, man. Like this is not something they're receptive to. If they were, that you know, they they still wouldn't be as receptive to you because they have their own ideology, and they're not necessarily open open to yours. But the uh, you know, it, but if you're saying okay, what you're making all of these odd arguments of what we should be, uh, what we should be doing, or how these uh, society should be run, uh, it's like I, I really think it, it's on you to to uh, say prove it by a means other than just logic and reason and assertion. 
It's like, no, I, th I think you need to say this is actually going to produce the society I, I want. And something like agri you know, something like the, this acceleration I idea, I can really see how, you know, me, you know, making a real cultural push, you know, because I've, I've kind of started this with, uh, you know, just my, myself and me since GP and I've seen other people start doing it too, where it's like, we need to start telling uh, like right wingers and libertarians, get the fuck out of blue states. All you're doing is giving them extra electoral votes and you're not getting any liberty for yourself or your posterity. And if you just moved states, you don't have to move to Saipan for fuck's sake. You know, you can just move to like the next state over that's the re a red state and have a much better life and give them the, the electoral votes that you know, are, are going to actually change this, change the system and actually make get you some better, you know, better standard of living, a better life, a better liberty for you and your post and your, you and your posterity. And all you have to do is move. And this is, I think we're at the point where, you know, we need to start making a cultural push, you know, and start really like shaming these people. Like, ah, you're still, you know, making fun of them. Like, ah, you're still a blue stater or whatever. And uh, you say you believe in liberty, but then your actions tell, you know, say that, well, that's not quite true. And it's like you say, if you say, because literally, if you care about liberty to the extent that you do, like, why are you not doing something that really is easy to to do in order to get it? It's like saying, you know, I really like eating healthy, but, you know, gosh, it's, it's too difficult. It's too expensive. And I just want to go eat McDonald's because it's cheap and easy. And, you know, I weigh 400 pounds, but I really do like eating healthy. You got to believe me, man. And it's like, I'm sorry that that's that, that I don't believe you at all. And. Yeah, and and you know, so with like something your idea where we need to start helping divide up the country and help, and really I see it as helping to self segregate it because this thing seems to work pretty well, and that goes and that goes doubly for you know, liberals because I say you know you're not welcome here if I if you see a liberal and you know they're on the in the store you go out and you form a crowd and you tell them they're not welcome here. <laughs> yeah, push them farther into their mm -hmm. shit. Because, like, you know, kind of apply your archotropism idea. I've just kind of been thinking about this and how yeah. it kind of fits with your concept of, like, you're just shifting things up. Because with you moving things to an area of a concentration of more liberty and then in other areas a concentration of more power, you still have the same amount of power. You just moved it to different locations. That's exactly so, what you did. Exactly. So I'm fucking completely okay with that. Like, if you can get someone to move that way – I mean, it's kind of like a cult, you know, like I, at some point, like I can be like, Hey man, this is a fucking cult. This is a cult. Like this is bullshit. This is bullshit. And if no one, if they don't do anything, I mean, I guess you could almost look at it as like a, a chick that's in a relationship with someone's beating her. Like I can try my best to get them out of that relationship, but to some point, unless you like magically are there when it happens and you break it up or whatever. But even then that almost never goes the way you think it usually ends up with them defending the guy or whatever. But my point being, it's like, you you can like, it's kind of the whole idea of like you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make a drink. So it's like I, I, I can do everything I can in the world and try to convince you. But at some point, you got to be like they're fucking their own person and they're going to do what they're going to do. So like and it's a matter of like prioritizing your time. So it's like, yeah, why again, would you fucking, you know, like some people, people behave want their fucking their, chains. Yeah, people behave their incentives. And I think that, you know, what what we really need to do with uh, this uh kind of accelerationist strategy to, to help along with the self-segregation is really push people to there. Like you need to, like, I, like your incentive is this and move and you need to move. Yeah. You know, I'm sorry that like, this is not the state for you. If you, you know, if you are a, uh, you know, wanting to vote for free stuff, we need to punish you somehow. It's like, there needs to be some sort of 
you know, I don't, uh, you know, some sort of incentive system, you know, and some sort of feedback loop there that, you know, the more you are like a liberal cunt, you know, the more that you get punished for that in a red state and the more, and it, by the same token, you know, if you're conservative at, well, you, we don't need, really need to help that along because it's kind of already happening, you know, where the, the, the left has already started to weaponize the state against the right wingers. And you are a fucking retard if you're staying there, like, especially if you're going to be in this LP thing where you're going to be really trying to make the uh, the state, you know, uh, you know, feel threatened or you're trying to make the cathedral, you know, feel like it's not in control anymore. And you're going to make them hyper aware of that. And again, they're, they're kind of like a dying lion. And you're like the young hyena that's going to go up and try to, uh, you know, you know, try to piss it off. And you're going to, I mean, it's still a big lion. And it's like, I mean, you know, dying lions example. I use a lot. I think it's a great example for the state. And yeah. I use it like as an example of like, what does an animal when it's dying do? It moves to where it feels safe and it feels safe in its centers of power in the blue states, in the cities, specifically blue cities. So like, and like you're being given the like game plan and we're telling you what you need to do. And like, I get it. Not everyone can move. I mean, so like maybe you can't move states, maybe move more rural. Maybe you can't move like then start becoming less dependent and becoming more independent, you know, develop uh, multiple keep, revenue keep streams. For one Let's... second, I just got a low battery warning. My uh, thing is in the other room. Can you mind, you mind keep talking? Ah, shit. That was the end of it. <laughs> yeah, keep going. <laughs> I don't have anything else to say. <laughs> Uh, fuck. Um, yeah, well, that throws off the vibe. <laughs> yeah, so. Sure, I'm getting used to this uh, podcasting thing. I haven't quite uh, mastered it yet. This is this will not be repeated. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, Rogue? <laughs> Yeah, talk to the yeah, talk to the uh, comment section. Yeah, but no, it's it's funny because people all I do get really irritated with people be like, oh well, well just move or or you know like say with Maddie be like, oh just make more fucking money and it's like, yes, like yeah. I mean like I I get it. Not everyone can just magically be a millionaire tomorrow. Not everyone can move states, but it's like you can move that way, like. So it's like, I don't know what you want me to tell you, this magical secret that's just going to become this, like, you jump into magical freedom land. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, you got to move that way. Like, and part of that is building wealth. Part of that's, you know, making moves to where you're not, you're not dependent on other entities, you know, or at least, you know, like coercive entities. Like, <laughs> like yeah, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, it does really fucking irritate me because people just want this, like, magic fucking pill that will, you know, insert them into freedom land. And it's like, no, like, and that's that was one of my biggest things from all this COVID shit was that, like, it really fucking shook me. And it seems to be a lot of people, Adam Patrick's been talking about this a lot about how it's moved people from theory into praxis. And that's yeah. where I'm at now. Like, 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 and, and one thing I've been saying a lot too is like, create proof of concept, you know, like, so it's like, you can, we can fucking bitch and moan about theory all fucking day long, but if we don't have a product, we're not, there's nothing to come to. Like, we're selling false goods. You're like, our fucking shit's so great. You're like, okay, it's so great. Uh, where's your shit? Like, are, are you like, where's your shit? Like, wh where's my thing to go to? What, like, why should I like, cool. You have a bunch of fucking thoughts. Like, what the fuck do you want me to do with that? Like, and so it's like, you need to start applying these. If your theory is so great, go use it in the fucking real world. Like, that's like, 
instead of just yelling about how your message is so fucking awesome. Like, Okay. But worth is that the behavior that we saw in 2020, which was really demoralizing to me when I, I recognized it for what it was, is that on all three sides, you had people asking for permission, uh, you know, from the, from the state. And it's like, just right there. You know, if you're a liberty, uh, yeah, that's fine. If you're a, a, a lefty, it's a lot less fine if you're a righty. Uh, it's not okay at all if you're a libertarian and you're asking permission for your li for your liberty. And it's like they literally put everyone on house arrest and a whole bunch of libertarians still stayed there. You know, they still stayed in their blue states. It's like that would have been the line for me. You know, if, if I hadn't you know, already had moved to because uh, I had kind of seen something, you know, seen I had figured it was going to be a financial crisis. You know, when I moved to Texas in 2019 from a, a blue state and. I had been seeing all, all already like, like oh, they're going to do some you – know, they're going to manufacture a real hardcore crisis in order to get Trump out of office. And I don't want to be in a blue state when that happens uh, because this is going to be a shit show. And so I'm going to move to a, a, a red state where I'm going you know, to be okay. And the uh, – you know, I kind of I, – I thought it was going to be a financial crisis with the Fed because they were raising interest rates at the time. But – I hadn't expected COVID at all, but when it when it started, I'm like, oh my god! But that you know, right then and there, if you weren't one of the people that saw it coming, when you saw it there and you still didn't move, to, you know, it's like you're like, fuck you, I'm leaving, I'm not paying you any taxes anymore, I'm going to another state that's going to treat me with some humanity and some dignity. If that wasn't you, what are you doing? How are you a libertarian? It's like, you know, by the way, I'm a post-libertarian. How are you a libertarian if you're if you're asking permission for your freedom? And and this is and this is something we saw with the uh, you know, like the left and the right too. They were both both saying like the left was asking, like, no, no, uh, please, no, Mr. Government, please, you know, take my liberty away more. It's like you didn't take enough liberty uh, of my liberty away. And then the the right was like kind kind of say, you know, saying a lot of the same stuff, like like Oh no, we have to, you know, maybe uh, we have to work for a vaccine, and we have to, you know, we can't, you know, they did oppose the lockdowns, but I mean, there should have been a lot more pushback than there really was, and and uh, you know, but and you know, but for like it was like six states that didn't lock down, all of them were red, and it's like a few of them that kind of did, but really didn't, and. You know, then and then you had like DeSantis who really started leading the pushback and leading the charge. That's what everyone should have like looked like is like, hey, you know, it, like you need to be like almost like having a uh, not like a violent riot, but you know, you need to be like showing force, you know, at, like or showing the potential for force to your government of we don't approve of this. And you know, you need to be at, you know, in the mayor's office sa saying, you know, you're not enforcing any of this, right? <laughs> it's like, I know they just said this was the law. You're not enforcing a word of it, and that and the uh, it's like I mean that you you should that, like this was a time for a fight or flight, and a lot of them did neither. Uh, and again, it's like I kind of expect that for for the right because their leaders are completely spineless, you know, with few exceptions. For the left, you know, that stati that standard operating procedure to say, to say no, please take more of my rights away. I don't want it. I want you to have the responsibility for me because I can't do that for myself. And that's standard operating procedure for them. For libertarians, it's just not okay. It should have been fight or flight. And for a lot of people, it was neither. And 
the uh, and uh, it's like they they defaulted to I'm going to stay in my blue state and continue complaining and because I want my liberty just handed to me. It's a right. It's a, and, and when they say right, it's an entitlement. And it's like, I'm sorry, buddy. That's not the way this, that, that's not what we empirically observe with reality. You know, what we really observe is might makes right. And they have the might you don't. And therefore you're locked in your house for a year with your kids. And it, the, like, I, I, at this point, I, I don't know what, what, uh, you know, it's like, it's, I, I really do believe we need to start like publicly shaming these people so that they know there is a disincentive, you know, for being a coward because cowardice is not virtue. And this is an, another thing I've noticed that it's like, you know, that, 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 you know, this actually a C.S. Lewis quote that cowardice always likes to clothe itself in moral language. And it's like, no, I'm, I'm going to stay here where I feel safe in my blue state, in my house or, or whatever. And I'm not going to move into the unknown of another state. You know, there's like one state over or something like that. And it's like, that, that's really what it is. They just don't want to move into the unknown. Cause it's not that expensive to move. It really isn't. And yeah. it, you know, it's, it's like, it, it's tough. It takes a little bit of savings, but you can do it. And if you have kids, it's not, it's like, you know, they're like, oh, well, I have kids and that's expensive. It's like, okay, yes. But at the same time, I feel like that's all the more reason to want to go somewhere safe for their sake. It's like, like, it's like, as you know, a, is it, uh, too expensive to have their liberty in, you know, for, you know, that's going to be like this forever. You know, it's, it's like, is that too expensive for you? It's like, it's like, you're not a, a, say, okay, it's not just one or the other. There's a bunch of different costs here and opportunity costs and trade-offs that you need to, to uh, look for. And the fact that you're defaulting to what is most comfortable, I really think shows a lot more, you know, cowardice than morality. And I'm not afraid to say, I, I'm not afraid to call them cowards. I really think that's what this is. Yeah. By the way, Mark, you're totally right. I, that's one thing that drives me nuts is people make fun of like the aggress and shit where it's like, yeah, they're, they're fucking doing something like I, I and I do think there's something to your concept of like the how you brought up a lot. I do you feel like it comes off a little accusatory? So, but it's it's yeah. hitting a vein. It's hitting a vein where it's yeah, like sometimes you gotta you gotta poke them and really to get the get the reaction. It just feels like I mean, don't me wrong. I'm saying this feels so. It's just my this is my fucking feels. It just feels like like people who are like stuck in this LP world are like fucking. They're they're still still stuck in theory because I know yeah. everyone says like, oh, you can do both. It's like, but are you really, or are you fucking bickering about some silly LP bullshit? Like, I, I don't know. Like, yeah, while, it, it, like, I mean, look at, like, I don't know. There's just so many other things that can be done. And if you're going to play the power game, fucking go play the power game. Like, this is just nonsense. I, I don't know. You know, I, I really think you just nailed it on the head there that these people are still in theory land. And, and like, if you're still in theory land after 2020, I don't know what, what, that's, what I can say to you except to shame you. It's like like shame on you for st still being in theory land where where you think this is a, I guess kind of a game or something like that. I, I it's like I, I just don't understand it at all. Like like because th this was something big. I, yeah, again, Adam Patrick has talked about this a lot. That uh, it moved a lot of people in from uh, theory into practice, and the uh, like that. Yeah, and yes, agorism is practice. You know, you know, kind of kind of by nature, but. Now you have all of these people who are just like, they're still, they're still stuck there. They're still thinking that, yeah, we're going to end the Fed. And you can tell it from their messaging too, where it's like, you know, we're going to end all the wars, end the Fed. And these are our biggest priorities. It's like, these were bigger priorities in 2008 when they started off. 
It's like when the you know when the wars we only when we were only at two disastrous world two two disastrous foreign wars that everyone really hated and we had were just coming off the heels of a monetary crisis that crashed the with the global economy. Yeah, end the wars and end the Fed were a much bigger deal back then. Yeah, when we're at like I don't know like four or five thousand troops and you know in both Afghanistan and Iraq and basically the rest of the countries we've already pulled out of like we're at like a, just a few hundred in syria or something like that this isn't a war there aren't any wars left to end you know we can pull the troops out and i'd feel better about that but you know it's like it's like we're, and uh, you know and now it, you know like one thing we didn't have in uh 2000 uh you know nine and ten which was bitcoin you know we don't really need to defend anymore you can just secede from it with bitcoin and what you could fight for realistically you know if you were a gop strategy guy is just to uh, you know get some preferential tax treatment for it to make it uh, like a legal tender. You're all done. You don't need to end the Fed anymore. Just buy Bitcoin, and the uh, and that and that's a real practice that you can do. That's a uh, you know I'm never going to understand libertarians that don't own Bitcoin either. It's like you really aren't paying attention to th to uh, your own theory if you don't own Bitcoin. Forget practice. You're not you're not good with theory if you don't own if you don't own it, and the. Uh, uh, and they, they really just seem like they're stuck here. They're they're stuck in theory land. And this is the people that you know you're kind of marking yourself now. And you know, and and, and yeah, I really think that you know what you what you kind of talked about was helping along this self segregation that's taking place now. Again, we're at the end of a fourth turning cycle where something like this is very normal, where people will start to shuffle things up. And I think this is a uh, yeah. I, I think this is a, an excellent tactic that we should be employing all of the way. Whether you're a GOP guy or an agorist guy, is helping to to uh, move the self segregation self segregation along. Yeah, I, the way I see it is the LP is at best PR for a product, and it's like, but we don't really have much of a product. People bitch and moan that like, well, no one wants what we're selling. This is like, well, you don't have you're not you don't have what are you yeah. selling? What the fuck are you selling? Like, there's no, like, I mean, sure. I mean, I'm not, okay. I, I say that, but there are some concepts that, like, obviously, there's Bitcoin. There's mm -hmm. fucking, there's, you know, there's a uh, freedom cells and shit like that. But it's like, we, we have been like 95 plus percent stuck on theory and messaging and like less than 5% stuck on fucking doing. So while I have my issues with like, like utilizing the LP, at least if like we had like a complete inverse. And like 90 plus percent of people engaging in those type of activities. And then we had, you know, kind of a more minor thing of like the messaging and stuff. Okay. It makes sense, but it doesn't make sense to have a company where 99% of your fucking, your, um, your time is spent promoting your product. Like I, I just, and, or you don't even really have a product to sell. And on top of that, once you have proof of concept, you don't fucking really, I mean, like, don't get me wrong. It, it doesn't yeah, you don't need you to prove that. You, you don't, don't really need to to uh, sell people on the theory when you, you can sell them on the product. Yeah. You know, it's like I, you know, you, you don't sell people ideas. They're not willing to buy ideas. They're willing to buy results. Mm -hmm. And you know that. And it, it's, I mean, it, you know, having success is its own best marketing. And that, and this is something like, yeah, you know, where I said, you know, like Matt, like Maddie was like saying, uh, oh, you know, you should, you know, uh, like earn more money or something like that. Stop being poor. And I followed it up with stop losing elections. <laughs> and because these are results, 
you know, these are results people look at and, the, and to evaluate whether uh, you have a successful theory or not. Yep. And if but you don't have a successful theory, you're going to look like a loser. And they're, they're going to be like, okay, you're, you're, you're a, uh, it's either okay. I, I, I think that this really is it's one of these two, and I'm I'm not quite sure which, but I'm pretty sure it's I'm pretty sure of which. But it's either you don't have a product to sell, or they don't like the product that, that you're selling. And I mm. I think it's I think it's a mixture of both because the the uh, like again I you know, I made the claim uh, last time that uh, uh, you know we, we we spoke that you know people are basically default religious. And if, and, and because of that, and all, since all politics is religion, the, uh, you know, these two are intertwined. And so what you, what you notice is that, you know, libertarianism is basically the atheism of religion. It's the, it's, it's the atheism of, of the state. And so if you think like, okay, atheists are like, you know, two to 3% of the population and libertarians are too. And, you know, and then you, you find, you notice that, oh, uh, libertarianism has a whole lot of atheists in it. They tend to go together because, again, one is the expression of the other. And and I really think if you're trying to like imagine going to if, you know when I say you you would know this for sure you know try selling atheism to like a Baptist convention. Mm. How's this going to work out? Uh, you know try selling atheism in America. It just doesn't work whether you're right or not. You know it, it's like this is not the this is not the the, the kind of product these people want to buy. And you need to be, you know, you, know, you need to understand that. And if you, you know, if if you kind of just you, you don't want to go my route, whereas to be a little, you know, more like a GOP, where I'm actually going to be selling an actual kind of government, like private statecraft, is my kind of solution. As like, because I see it as I see it almost as like a uh, a miniature kind of secession, where instead of uh, seceding from the government, I'm privatizing a, a portion of it. That it, that, yeah, and uh, but if you don't want to go that route and you want uh, and you still want to have your liberty, you can go the agorism route, which is a real practice, and you can re and you can really put your beliefs into pre and into work this way. And it just seems like, uh, and uh, uh yeah, I, I, I just lost it. Shoot, yeah. no, it's good you, you lost it because I there was something I was just losing, and I was like, fuck, I have a good point, I want to like. All right, I don't know if it was you or it was Maddie or Vin or one of you three because you guys have very similar thoughts. There was something that I'm full disclosure, I'm an atheist. So, mm -hmm. like, I'm fucking, but like, there, and, and one thing I don't remember, one of you guys said was something about how, like, and this isn't the first time I've heard it. This is a common critique of atheism where they'll be like, well, you're just defining yourself as against theism. So, you know, without a theism, there is no, or like, you know, just, but yeah, to some extent, that's semantic bullshit. But, there is also some extent where that kind of rings true because there is a period of time as an atheist, like there is, mm -hmm. there, it's a well-known thing. You always joke about your angry atheist phase. And there was a period of time that I went through my angry atheist phase where I was just like, I just kind of was fresh to like, you know, like I kind of had just broken through that shell. And it's very similar in essence to a lot of like the minarchist anarchist type shit. Yeah. yeah. I, I, never, I never read the Bible, Mark. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> um, Dude, I was fucking religious my whole life. Went to Christian school, everything. I, if, if anything, I started reading the Bible more to get me out of it. But anyways, I'm not doing fucking the theism mm -hmm. shit. I just found that kind yeah. of borderline condescending. But <laughs> that's fine. But, yeah, keep going. But anyways, I'm not even. I, I actually don't even care if people are theists now. Anyways, it's fun. It's one of those things that like once you get past that like angry atheist phase, you start realizing it's kind of like well, this isn't really that big of a deal. Like, and me making this a big deal kind of like makes it a big deal. You yeah, know it I mean? does. Like, so like. And it is defining myself by that. So it's like, 
I, which is kind of like agorism. You know, yeah, it, it, yeah. You're, you want to have some separation from the state because w w you know, when you're doing all of these big elections and big TV things, you are making it a big deal. And, you know, it's like you, you are almost lending credibility to the system that you're trying to get away from. And mm -hmm. the, uh, you know, whereas, you know, that's not a problem for me because I do think the system has credibility because it fucking has power. It's like that, that kind of, the two kind of go together. But, you know, if you're on the opposite side of that, you know, and you're like, this thing has no credibility to me. This thing has not, you know, it's like, and, and you know, same thing with the church. You know, again, th this is something where I say the religion and the politics are very closely related so where if you're a, uh, you know, you're kind of at that non-angry atheist phase where, you know, where you've, you've matured a little bit and you're like, this isn't quite the big yeah. deal I thought it was. And me at do, behaving this way is making it more of a big deal that, you know, it will seem to man I guess that does manifest itself as, you know, agorism. And, you know, and, and, and you know, I, and I can see that a lot, you know, I, I, and this is one of those things I just noticed when I was going through archotropism is I just kept noticing this thing over and over. I'm not sure. I don't think this is a law, but I just kept noticing how, you know, the, the, the religion kept, you know, the politics kept being a reflection of the religion. And it's always seemed like the two were intertwined and, mm -hmm. you know, it, there was some sort of feedback loop there, but and I, I just, I could never get, I could never get over that. How, you know, how, what the religious change always seemed to precede the political change. Yeah. And that's a, that's a, a shift in my thinking too, which is kind of funny with me being atheism. I have <laughs> as of late been kind of more friendly to the concept of utilizing it in like a, just purely for its utility and the fact of, and maybe I'm starting to look at human nature a little bit different and you know, the whole remnant concept and Hey, some of these motherfuckers are sheep. So like, yeah. you know, yeah. like if, if I gotta go, Hey, God said, I mean, whatever. I don't give a fuck. Like, if that's what I have to tell you to get you in the fucking go the way I want you to go, I'll I'll tell you that, and I'll even make the argument from a religious perspective, and and I can even do that while saying, but I'm an atheist. Like, oh, but, yeah. but you know, like you know, my buddy Jacob Daniel over at like, uh, you know, fucking whatever. He he told me how this, you know, if we look at Romans thirteen this way, and blah 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 blah, like. You know, like mm -hmm. there are ways to make that argumentation without even having to be dishonest about it. And and there's yeah. something to like religion. And you know what? Like I, I kind of also equate it to natural rights. I and mean, a lot of people are going to read about that in here. Same thing with natural rights. I, I, I'm not going to lie. I mostly kind of behave with natural, natural rights almost as if they're an a priori. But I also yeah. have that realization of that like they're still kind of a made up thing that we made up. Yeah. I just think they have utility. I think natural rights has utility. So, like, to behave in that manner, to some extent, depending on what we're talking about. But, like, same thing with religion. I can kind of see how that would be useful to use to your advantage to get people to go that way. And if that if that's what's necessary to get people to make this some sort of sea change, I don't give a fuck. Like, because <laughs> a lot of people, like, bring up the founders and how, like, you know, they're like, well, not all of them are religious. Or, or some people be like, they are religious. And it's like, well, you're kind of missing the point. The nation was religious. So Bingo. like you're like who gives a fuck what these people who sit above in the shadow what their thoughts are? If anything, like it kind of is more proving my point that I'm getting at. If they aren't, like these are these people who are kind of above it and are like, well, this is what the sheep need to fucking get the way we need them mm -hmm. to go. I mean, yeah, all that condescending. I don't give a shit. Like it, if it works, it works. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is a uh, Pareto and Burnham's. They had the you know that theory of the ruling class is that it seems like the. Uh, you know, you have two, yeah, with Machiavelli said it too, is that, you know, you have really two classes of people, the ruling class and the ruled. And a lot of people, they just default to the rule, to being the ruled class. And, you know, like the, you, you have, you have to have a religion that suits them 
you know, that religion really isn't for the rulers. It really is for the ruled. And, and it's a, and the way it ends up being a feedback loop is that, you know, you see what the people, you know, the really people, almost the people are almost in the driver's seat on this one, because if you see that, uh, you know, that like the people can't handle a certain kind of law, it doesn't make sense to make it because what will end up happening is that, you know, if people, if you make a law that nobody can follow, they're all just going to completely ignore the law. And that gets them into the habit of ignoring your laws, which is a threat to your rule as a, as a ruler. So you don't want to do that. It's not in your interest. And so you always, you know, you know, make your laws that as a, a close parallel to the religion that is actually practiced. And, I, and this this is my theory of why that uh, there ends up being a uh, you know a sort of uh, you know link between uh, religion and politics is that you know this is the one this is kind of the uh, you know where the people actually are in the driver's seat for once is the religious portion and you know the uh, you know the the uh, what you call the uh, the ruling class is actually in the passenger seat on this one and you know if you're and if you really want to you know make something you know yeah you, you need to like learn to have all of these different tools and be adaptive like you know because i can do ever i can do evolution if i if i really want to talk about it because I, I you know I, I can do either the religious explanation for what do i what i want to talk about or i can you know the really the christian one or i can do the the evolutionary biology you know ex explanation with and uh and I can, and you know, I, because I have this tool where I need to be able to communicate to multiple different audiences. And I think this is something you get when you're a, a lot, a lot more, uh, you know, mature. You can start to use different arguments where you don't really have to be the one believing it. Mm -hmm. And the uh, and and this and I think you, you've uh, mentioned this. To, you just mentioned this too, where hey, you can start making the religious argument, having an appreciation for it, because that you know you understand that other people kind of need this. And it's, it, you know, it's one of those things like, you know, you, you can have dumb atheists, but they're, they tend to be a little bit more intelligent than the average, but for the most part, you know, people, you know, people need something like this. And I, you know, and I, I don't know, I don't know where it was, but I think I, somewhere in our belief system, we got into the, uh, you know, for like forgetting, this is another thing where I say we don't observe natural light, natural rights. Cause we got into the permission, into the habit of asking permission for them. And this was something we observed last year. And, uh, you know, it's like, uh, you know, uh, and, you know, I, again, I, I, I think we're repeating ourselves now, or I am, uh, this is where we need to, st you know, start do helping along this self-segregation of, you know, separating the wheat from the chaff and starting to shame these people for, you know, not behaving the way they say they, they believe. I was just thinking, I mean, maybe the, I mean, this is a half-formed thought, not even, while you're saying that and kind of something I said and, and you said brought together, I think religion is in a sense just kind of an a priori. That's really all it is. So like, you know, for example, with us libertarians would be natural rights. Like, and I can, I mean, whether it be God, natural rights, whether it be, I don't know, equality, like it's kind of this like a priori of like, this is my starting point and we're going from there. And it's yeah. like, so it's, it is kind of makes this concept of like religion being in inevitable and like, so everyone has their sort of religion. And really, it's just kind of what, what's your base value? Because like, mm -hmm. I, I don't know, I guess it's kind of the divide between objective well, and subjective, really. Yeah. Like, if, you know. if I'm making an evolutionary biology uh, argument for it, what I would say is that, you know, the, the, the reason we're hardwired for religion, it's just, this is something that is probably integral to creating a good society and a good civilization. And you probably can't do it without it. And this is probably why that's there. 
And if you, because it, you know, it seems to be some sort of uniting factor, you know, where you can unite, you can have multiple tribes unite around a, a common religion and they don't have to kill each other. And the, uh, that, that seems to be the reason the evolutionary biology or biology reason for the, for the why of you have 95% of people really need religion. And if they don't have it, bad things start to happen. And, or at least you get start, you start to see really bad side effects and decivilizing, uh, you know, so, you know, yeah, behavior start to start to occur. It's not good. And the, uh, but that, you know, that's the argument I would make for why we, you know, we are, you know, you know, at least from a, from a, not, you know, obviously as a Christian, I believe we have a God shaped hole in our heart, but you know, if I'm going to be making an evolutionary biology argument for it, I would say, Hey, this is probably something integral. This is some, something highly adaptive. And it's probably good for the people to have it and to be encouraged to have it and to practice it. Cause this is probably something that is integral to having a, 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 a good civilization. And yeah. if you try to take that away from them, bad things are going to happen. Because My, Minder says religion is what man says of God. Natural rights is what is discovered from God. Two different ideas. I mean, I, I don't know. I guess yeah. that's one way to look at it. But I, that kind of makes it so that natural rights is – I mean, You're the saying divine concept, right. Yeah, Yeah, I guess. I mean, I just feel like natural – I don't know. I just feel yeah. like this is all squir squirrely bullshit that like yeah. you try to – I mean, I don't know. I'm not like that well but, versed in the Bible. But at the same time, it's kind of like the whole – one of the main concepts of natural rights is that – it is independent from whether you need a God or not. So it, yeah. it works well, with the concept of a God or not with it. But I also think it's still made up. I, I, but I, I'm not saying it doesn't have utility. Made up doesn't mean it doesn't have utility. So Yeah. Well, they, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You can have a, a more, adapt we call it, you know, Matt and I, we call it a mind virus where you, you have uh, something that's more, one, one mind virus is more adaptive than the other. And you know, it's not about whether they're true or false, but they they're often correlated, but they're not causal. And but that you know they they will have you know they, they will succeed because there is some relationship to truth there, and you know in a sort of Darwinian fitness sort of way. And I, mean, I would really love to believe that as individuals, that every one of us could just be like, hey, I don't like being hurt, and I don't like people taking my shit. So if we could all just abide by these, like, don't hurt people and don't take their shit. It would be fucking wonderful, but there is something too. Like I don't know if we can. This is the Yeah, this is the archotropism problem right here. Where hey, this thing is valuable. People want it because it's valuable to them. Mm -hmm. You know, but you know that like your shit is valuable to me, and there's n that's never going to not be the case. And because there's that value there, you know, and hierarchy is natural. That's another thing is, you know, aggression is pro is always going to be profitable. Statecraft is always going to be profitable and hierarchy and humans are always going to be hierarchical. You put the two together and you're always going to have hierarchy for aggression, which is a state. Yeah, yeah. And I also think to some extent humans are always going to be somewhat kind of dumb for yeah. at least some of us will be because I actually think you can completely logically derive out why our libertarian ideology works out in, in a, like, if everyone was fully rational. We would be like, hey, we never know what side of this equation we're going to be on, so it makes more sense if we just fucking, you know, and, but, don't. Fuck and you can see the reason we're not right there because if we're all rational, who's going to grow the food and take our trash out? Yeah, <laughs> you know, who's going to collect the trash? Seriously, it's like it's like there's a reason we're all not rational. It's because it's only adaptive for a few, and not for, and it's not something that's supposed to be universal. Because if it was, you know, we're going to have bigger problems. And I, I want to take a. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I didn't mean go, to go, uh, go ahead. No. I do. I want to clarify real quick because this is a common thing. I mean, no one really got it, but I know with atheism, like I don't assert there is no God, and because that's a common thing, people say and there are atheists who assert there is no God. I'm more or less taking I don't know, 
Atheism, theism is a question of belief. Agnosticism or Gnosticism is a question of knowledge. So generally yeah. speaking, I'm not a fan of Gnostics in any regard. I know someone brought up Gnostics in the live chat. I think that's a different thing to be to be fair. So like, I mean, when I say Gnostic, I mean someone making a truth claim about absolute knowledge. So like, I mean, unless this is something like here's, this is a hat, then sure. Okay. Like whatever. But like when it comes to like a God or lack thereof, if you're asserting absolute knowledge, I feel like you're not being truthful to yourself. I mean, and there might be, I don't know where you come at it. I, I mean, that's just where I, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of that type of Gnosticism in general. I really don't care whether you believe in a god or not. It's more that, like, if you're a cunty, like, presumptive asshole about it. <laughs> yeah, where are you on the stoned ape theory? Do you know what that is? I've, I've heard of it, but what, what about it? Like, if you think... Yeah, the stoned ape high... theory basically says that uh, human civilization, or, you know, evolved. We evolved out of the primate phase because of these hallucinogenics, where we started to see all of these, uh, you know, these spirits and, and meet these other entities that you know, revealed all of these truths to us. And this is the, the beginning. Th this is the real beginning of religion and how this is why, you know, because it, it's, it's really funny that, you know, again, if you believe in evolution, how did we, you know, assume that religion isn't true? How did we adapt to it then? That Because that's it. That's because that, that was always really screwy to me. And, 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 and But I could see that if we have a, uh, you know, if it really, if it is something real, and, and, and I'm, I mean, real is in something you could experience if you really wanted to. And you had like a shamanic culture, you know, or like a shamanic religion to begin with, where you're taking these uh, plants and uh, these herbs and these mushrooms and stuff like that. And you are, you know, directly experiencing these things, you know, that would make it, you know, that would make a lot of sense of why we evolved to have it. And, you know, and how we man managed to, oh yeah, there's going to be a lot of reading with this, but yeah, you, you why you, uh, you know, why you adapted to such thing. And by the way, you know, just because it's, you know, drug derived, you know, your experience comes from, you know, taking a certain chemical that doesn't make it true or false. You know, that is not an immediate falsification because, you know, I, you know, just because I can put, I can see something, you know, that is, uh, you know, different when I'm on this, uh, you know, when I have a, a chemical that alters my ability to perceive something, you know, that, that, uh, you know, it could be true. It could be false, but she either way, really but because the, the, the experience is repeatable scientifically and you can, or at least empirically, then you, you can have a real evolution towards it. And that would, and that would make sense of, of why we at least evolved to have it and why we were able to separate ourselves from the other apes. I mean, I don't know. I'm not necessarily sold on it. I'm not against it either. Yeah. The, the stoned ape theory is interesting. I also can see it fully from a completely like evolutionary perspective. I don't really feel like it's that complicated yeah. that how we would develop it. Cause like, I don't know. I was just thinking about the other day. I was with my kids and like, I think there was like lightning that hit like probably like a couple, maybe a couple hundred yards away from me. And it was mm -hmm. like, it was fucking like, Whoa, like, Holy shit. And like, and you just, all you gotta think about is like someone without any concept of electricity or anything like, like mm -hmm. it's pretty easy to figure out like how someone would be like, holy shit, who did I piss off? <laughs> so yeah. like, and, and it builds from there. And it's like, and it obviously is like, say something like Christianity, mm -hmm. it, it like obviously works well for like a society. Like, and it makes sense. It's kind of like, it's it, in a sense, it's an extension of evolution. You know, like, you know, it's like Do uh, fucking Dawkins, I think went a lot into like memes 
and how those apply to like religion. And I think it makes sense. And and that's not even just to like mm-hmm. dispute whether the truth of religion or not. I mean, yeah. it is like some people could say that is God working in his own way, whatever. I don't know. But I do think there is definitely a reason why religions presented themselves and the utility they present. So mm-hmm. like, I mean, and if they have utility, you know, then all of us have an incentive to use it. And that, you know, it, you know whether you know whether you believe it or not, you have an, a utility. There's utility in using it. I mean, not necessarily. It depends, because I mean, there are. I feel like there are like ideas you can grow out of, and there are ideas that were useful yeah. for the time. But mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not. I'm not against it either. Yeah. I do think I'm very. I I am not saying. I know there's been. A, it seems like there's beginning to be this push of like, you know, like all, all hands on deck to move religion in that way. But I'm more like a. I guess my personal. I mean, I'm more looking at an individual approach. And like yeah. I, I more would just do it where it applies. If I'm dealing with someone where that's an effective tool, I'm not going to be biased against or for it. So like I'm more just going to be like, mm-hmm. here's this person, and I'm I'm indiv- interacting with them on an individual level. I feel like religion will work here. But if it's someone that's religion is not going to work, why the fuck would I use religion? And that's kind of where I'm at. So like whatever. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's, you know, again, this kind of goes back to our, our own political practice because, you know, again, you know, I see something like, you know, I look at the politics now, the way I look at re- religion almost that, you know, this, this looks like something I could use. You know, I, I can see how I can use this thing as something that, that, that has utility and can provide and can provide value to what I want it to do. And it is, you know, something of a hacker mindset that, you know, that, you know, is kind of left over from, you know, my initial, you know, job training was, uh, you know, that, that, you know, a hacker, you know, a normal person will look at like a computer and see like how can, and ask themselves, how can I use this? Whereas like a hacker will look at some, the same thing and see like, how can I misuse this? You know, or, or what's all the other ways I could use this that a normie isn't going to think of. And I kind of take that same approach to, you know, at, from religion also to politics I just keep I again I keep seeing this pra- this uh, thing over and over and over again. Howdy, Vigenti. How, how you doing? Yeah, yeah, great uh tuning in for the first time. We're about done. <laughs> so uh, uh Jose, any final thoughts? No, I feel like we uh we did a we did a good amount of stuff. I kind of touched on a lot of stuff I've been stewing on. I think it's very interesting how we're because like I have a feeling that if we went to our influences, we came from completely different ways. We would have arrived at very similar conclusions. And I think that's a very important thing right now is we're behaving our incentives. Yes. I mean, and you have, you have me, you, uh, Pete, Vin, Maddie, some other people are kind of arriving at very similar conclusions. Not the same. Adam, very striking at a nerve. And then on the other hand, you have some other people who are seem to be shying away from this discussion. Yeah, I'm, they're I'm behaving not throwing any accusations too. whatsoever. But I this hasn't been a fucking discussion I've been pushing for a long fucking time. Like these this roughly this discussion. Mm-hmm. And it's been kind of pushed off the side. While at the same time on the big on the big screen, we've been having discussions of whether memes break the NAP or <laughs> bigotry or whatever the fuck. Like nonsense. Whereas like why the fuck are we not taking this seriously? Like it's, it, I don't know. It seems to be an inversion of what should be. What yeah, this should, is a. Oh yeah, be- you just hit it. Oh, yeah. you just hit. You just hit on on a question that I think we should both think about this and answer it next time. And the the the, the question is: Okay, if you and I and Adam and Matt and Vin and all these other people 
if we are all you know arriving at the same conclusion from different ways it is because we are be, are behaving the same incentives not our ideals we're behaving a, a a common set of incentives and rationalizing backwards you know kind of the, what we've talked about earlier so if you have all of these other people like in the lp you know as you just mentioned what's their incentive that's the question i don't want to answer it right right now yeah, I want to save that for next time, but that's yeah. an interesting question. What's their incentive? Oh, to add to that, what yeah. happens now that there's the takeover is basically all but done? What happens now that the Prags have left? What happens now that slowly mm. they're moving out their opposition? What now? You still What's have years. Incentive? You still have years, and you still have this question that like me and you and others are bringing up. And other people are kind of, I mean, maybe not necessarily avoiding. I don't know what their motivations for are, but it seems yeah. to be this, like, if anything, it's always just quickly thrown aside. Like, ah, what, 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 what are they talking about? Like, ah, we're not going to do that. Like, mm -hmm. and, and, and it's never really taken seriously. But it's like, like you said, I, I don't think it's a foolproof way to tell if a concept is, is legit by how many people are coming to it from different ways. But it is a... Um, it does what, tell what, you that the incentives are there. It's an imp it implies yeah. it. I'll give it. It's an implication. Yeah. It's very, a heavy implication. Yeah. Very strongly implies it that there are a common set of incentives there. Yeah. And so, for whatever reason, you don't necessarily know, but they're there. Yeah. But I guess with that, I guess we're at plugs. So I'm a No Way Jose YouTube channel. I'm also on anywhere audio podcasts are at. I have a fucking full week this week. I mean, I have a Patreon though, so it's not like all of this going to mm -hmm. get released. I'll probably release it out slowly. Uh, Patreon.com says No Way Jose 2020. I'm obviously I have this discussion that we just had. I'm talking to Maddie this week. I'm talking to uh, Jacob Daniel, who's uh, I forget what is he's basically a Christian anarchist. Uh, so we'll have more like discussions like that. It'll be interesting. And I think so we kind of come to a lot of similar conclusions from different ways. Same thing. Um, I have uh, Magnus Panvidia. I'm starting my series uh, on uh, I'm gonna, I'm doing I want to do a podcast for every chapter of the Anarchist Handbook. So I'm kind of like tackling everyone. So I'm gonna start with Sterner. I'm doing it out of order, but Godwin's the, the first chapter. I just, it was so fucking boring. I, I don't know. I mean, I'll, I'll eventually do it. I'm doing them out of order, however I feel like, but I'm starting with Sterner just because that's what I want to do. But uh, who am I missing? I feel like I'm missing somebody. Did I name five? Whatever. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. I think that's all of them. Yeah. 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 I yeah. think you. I oh, think Jeremy you Kaufman. Jeremy Kaufman, I'm, I have this week as well. So that'll be a good one. So, all right. Yeah. Jose, it's been great. Love oh, yeah, to talk. No, I, I appreciate it. It's been fun. Uh, yeah. Someone write down. Oh, let me write down in the uh, comments the uh, what is the LP's incentive system? So I have it there for next time. That's going to be the question we start with. All right, buddy. I right, appreciate it, man. Take care.